0: Generally speaking, about the church, podcast episode number 75. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is D.G. Hollins. We're here to talk really loud with big radio voices.
1: <laughs> well, hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's->
1: <laughs> Epic fail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Seriously, though, we're here to just generally speak about the church. I mean, it, it, it couldn't get any simpler than that. Exactly. And I like keeping things simple, and uh, you know, at, at a certain earthly level of understanding, because that's that's where I am most of the time. You know, I try to get into the super spiritual debate stuff, and 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 all of a sudden people start cracking out all these Bible verses, lexicons, and dictionaries, and and stuff like that and i you know
1: i just trying to keep it simple those crazy complicated things called dictionaries <laughs> <laughs> dictionaries
0: whatever those things are i don't know whoa well,
1: whoa well, you're getting way too complicated bringing out a dictionary people put that
0: thing away Wait, i'm talking about those greek dictionaries you know where the Greek and uh, Hebrew and, and all this. I was like, come on, man. Let's just. Hey, can, hey, 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 can, hey don't can, dog
1: that stuff. I like I'm not
0: dogging that stuff. I'm just saying sometimes it just gets. <laughs> you know, I listen to some podcasts out there and 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 I do enjoy hearing people oh, you're just, talk about. Okay,
1: you're, you're talking about the podcast.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm talking about just for podcast. I mean, there's a lot of theological, heavy thinking podcasts out there. out there. There's tons of it out there. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying this is a place where, if, it's just generally speaking, you just need to just break it down on the on the on the low down here i don't know
1: we're gonna break it down all right sorry is it out loud
0: no that was fine <laughs> i didn't hear anything <laughs> okay good
1: i thought it was just in my head oh did sorry. you say something i thought that was in my head <laughs> yes actually i am in your head a lot. you are in my head <laughs> hey um i want would you please be quiet i'm trying to think
0: here yeah dg Yes, we got some emails. Yes, we did. And actually. so we're going to start off with some emails here. I forwarded you an email and oh. I do expect you to open up your email it's inbox. Already open. Last it's week? right
1: there. <laughs> it's right there. I promise. All right. So, but <laughs> which one are you want to do first? Well,
0: first, we're going to do this one here, which has an audio clip to go with it. You don't have a copy of this. Oh, you
1: one. know what? First of all, before we do anything, I have to do something.
0: All right. Here we go. DG is now walking across the room.
1: Good morning, Cliff. Good morning,
0: DG. I just got a big old bear hug from DG.
1: Yeah, I just came in here and sat down with my Starbucks, feeling very (laughs)
0: pretentious. His Vente.
1: No, actually, this is just a grande.
0: Oh, just a grande.
1: Which is apparently apparently Italian for 16 ounce. (laughs) Italian for 16 ounce. Nice. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that only makes sense to the people who were here before we hit the record button. But well, that's they, okay. They,
1: if, they, if you're a big Starbucks person, you know that Venti means 20. And, and, <laughs> you
0: are a big Starbucks person. You didn't know that before this morning. Well, I did. I just did never you remember just did.
1: It. it. was. It's that t- putting two
0: to two, two and two together to make four. It's just like, you know two, you know two, but putting right. them together and making four. Right. And, a t- t- and a tall
1: happen. is small, as, as Mary says in the chat room. Yeah, it's, that's funny. A tall uh, is small. And yet a short... Is really tall. <laughs> is really, really tiny. They have a short. Yeah, that's a secret of Starbucks. Yeah, you can wow. order a short, which is smaller than a tall, and it has the same number of shots in it, and it's cheaper.
0: You get shots over at at uh, you have espresso. Star- oh, okay. Wow! <laughs> wow, Cliff. I don't go to Starbucks.
1: He <laughs> doesn't even know what espresso they have, is. They have Wi Fi. Okay.
0: That's that's all I know. That's true. That, that's the only thing I go to Starbucks for. Oh, it's wi- Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi. Hey, somebody gave me. A, somebody gave me a gift certificate to Starbucks, and you know what I want? What I did with it? Muffins. No, I went in and I bought some chocolate covered uh, cranberries.
1: Oh, yeah. Ooh, cranberries. Nice. Yeah. Was it good? Oh
0: yeah. Was it I mean, dark chocolate or milk? It was, dark, it? It was dark chocolate. I'm Dude, not a fan of dark chocolate.
1: I don't like dark chocolate too. But you're right, though. Dark chocolate with fruit, I actually like.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it it, it did take away some of the bitterness.
2: Mm.
1: anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: us generally speaking about other moving stuff moving
1: along moving right along do, 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 yeah i do, wish do, i do, had do, that do.
0: audio clip although i'm sure many of my listeners are glad that i don't <laughs> kylie wrote in like the muppets some of them are probably a little tired of hearing us play the muppets here uh, on the show. Pff. all right kylie wrote in says hey yeah. cliff and i'm sure she meant dg as well but anyway she says Wait, i don't have this one I, would, I know, I told, were you missing about five minutes ago yeah, well, before the oh, Starbucks just, thing?
1: <laughs> no, yes.
0: <laughs> I said, I'm the only one who has this one. It goes with the audio clip.
1: Okay, all right, thanks. And then Sorry.
0: we have two other emails. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I'm,
1: I'm, on the sa- I'm on the same page now.
0: All right, good. Hey Cliff and DG, <laughs> I was going oh. to put this in the forum, but I couldn't find an about the church place to put it.
1: Because there isn't
0: one. That's because there isn't one. And, and there's a reason for that. If you head over to gspn.tv slash forum and you go into the section where it says uh rules you know the rules of the forum it's it's spelled out and and pretty detailed why we don't have the faith-based discussions in the forum
1: basically we just don't like flaming and it's just too touchy of a subject to not have a bunch of flaming going yeah and
0: and gspn.tv our mission and goal is to reach as many people out there with entertaining and educational, encouraging, and inspirational content that leads people towards a more balanced life. And community. And, uh, is exactly. community in there? It, well, Ooh,
1: it, well, we need to add that if it's not
0: in it. there. Yeah, but the thing is, is, is it's it's all about put doing all that through community. Right, exactly. But but the thing is, is the goal is not to do this in a primarily, you know, it's not, you know, faith-based is not the reason why we do this. It just is who we are. Right. As, as, as far as, and I'm talking about Stephanie and I being the leaders of, everything that's going on it it, we we, that just happens to be a part of who we are and it it inspires a lot of people but um and 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 it makes an impact Mm -hmm. and we recognize that and we thank and praise god for it every day yeah but it's not the main purpose of what we do it it, it's the for the good of all people and and we have a lot of non-christian folk in our in our community in our in our friend base sure Uh, we have a lot of atheist that we have a lot of homosexuals we have a lot of you know just a a lot of
1: heterosexuals
0: we have a lot of heterosexuals christians we have we have a lot of everything in our community transvestites And, and the the idea and what we found is that you know just basically focusing on what our shared passions are is a much better way to start a conversation and in my opinion the forum the best thing that that's for is not ongoing getting deeper conversations that's a great place to start yeah. a relationship. And then you if you want to get deeper and you want to start talking about theology with somebody, then you know, get to the point where you're comfortable sharing each other's emails. You know, right. and, and stuff like that. And when, if you're not comfortable enough sharing your email with another individual, my opinion is don't debate theology right. with that person. Right. And so, yeah, we've just had some stuff in the past. Have you
1: heard of the website Omegle? No, what is that? It's basically anonymous random stranger chat. Really? Like you just, you go there and you just start chatting with a random stranger. That's cool. That's kind of weird.
0: That's kind that's of good. like uh, um, AOL back in the day when they had all those big chat rooms. That's that's exactly what that was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. It's just like just you, you just imagine. randomly go but into it's just, a room. It's just you and one other person and you just start chatting. Cool. Anyway, sorry. I just threw that out there. All right. Let's all get right. to this email.
0: She says, I was just listening to the latest uh, episode and heard what you said about the warnings you got uh when a um warnings you got and I was talking about the books you know every time i mention it like oh gosh don't read that oh, yeah, book yeah, 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 okay. you know and stuff like that and uh she says you've got to listen to the latest dan miller podcast which he does the 48days. uh it's over at 48days.com i love dan miller and uh, she says have you listened to the 415 episode yet And he talks about the same sort of thing uh, starting around 3 minutes and 12 seconds. And I just forwarded it. I had it sitting here loaded on my computer already to listen to, but I hadn't got to it yet. But I'm going to play about 3 minutes of this because this is good stuff. And I, I think this would spark some conversation. So here is what Kylie was referring to.
2: Well, I'm going to go right into the questions for this week. As usual, I couldn't contrive themes to talk about that are as interesting as just responding to your questions that you send in. Now, again, keep in mind, I'm always going to be Uh, opinionated. I mean, I don't know how to answer things other than to tell you what I would do, and sometimes that comes across as opinionated. And and frankly, a lot of the times, questions that I'm asked, for some reason, seem to have some kind of a a theological or religious or Christian uh, base frame of reference as well. And people are very quick to criticize when they think somehow you've stepped over the line in that. As an example, in yesterday's newsletter, I had a quotation in there regarding unemployment from Karl Marx. Now, yes, Karl Marx was the uh, theorist who put together the principles for communism, certainly not an economic model that we want to model at all or emulate, and we, we know it doesn't work. But I don't think that negates everything that he said. He was a brilliant, brilliant man, And I had a quotation from him and I got um, quite a few notes from people who thought I was a Christian and now realize that probably I'm not because I quoted Karl Marx. I really don't understand the thinking behind that. I mean, if you really take that position, it backs you into a corner very quickly. I mean, the Bible quotes Satan and uh, we have uh, wisdom of the ages that comes to us from a lot of different sources. If I narrow down and only listen to those people who are totally aligned with me, my cultural experience, my theological framework, I, I restrict myself. I limit what I'm going to be exposed to. I read voraciously. I mean, this morning in my group, and certainly that group is known as a, a group of Christian guys. We're pastors, teachers, authors, business people in there. And in that group this morning, we started a new book on servant leadership The introduction is written by Stephen Covey. We spent the entire morning going through just some profound material that he was sharing. Now, he happens to be a Mormon, but we we love his material and know that it really challenges to more ethical ways of leadership, principle-centered leadership, and we value greatly his material. We also reviewed a list of seven things that Gandhi said are deadly heirs that will lead to our own destruction. One of those being wealth without work. Well, that's a pretty profound principle. And we're talking about that. Again, Gandhi is Hindu. I don't reject those guys' um, wisdom because they have a different philosophy in terms of their you know spirituality than what I do. I still respect their thinking. And, and I would encourage you uh, in your own pursuit of wisdom and knowledge, uh, not to just totally eliminate ninety nine percent of what's out there, because somehow there is one thing in that person's um, teaching that you find offensive.
0: There you go, DG. What do you think about that?
2: Um, I can agree with that, of course.
1: Um, I think that um, you know, it just says. Um, I, so I basically just got it, just that is. And I put this in the chat room. Oh, so we, can we respect the thinking of others that have a different teaching than us? Right. Or, or from a different faith background or something else like that. And, and, and yeah, I mean, why can't we, and this is a, you know, Merton is a good example of this, to be honest with you. Thomas who is? Merton, Thomas Merton. Okay. Uh, who's a Roman Catholic monk. Okay. Uh, who really got into, um, uh, meditation and like Buddhist meditation and stuff like that. Okay. And he didn't necessarily completely say, hey, Buddhism is is the key, but he used the techniques that the Buddhists were actually using for meditation, but he used it for God. And he actually said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can be able to use some of these meditation techniques to get closer to God. And um, and it started up and sparked a pretty amazing relationship um, between Buddhists. Um, and Dalai Lama actually came to visit the the uh, monastery that's out there in Gethsemane in Kentucky where where Thomas Merton was and they still have Buddhists to come visit uh, that monastery on a regular basis. Uh, and so it's it was just, you know, that's just that's just one example of Thomas Merton saying, hey, I don't necessarily have to say I'm I'm completely a Buddhist, but why can't I be able to use the stuff that you guys have, you know, you know, developed and cultivated over time. Uh, so I could be able to use some of those techniques to be able to get closer to God.
0: Well, I tell you, even I believe in the principle exactly to the letter of what Dan Miller said. Um, but the the example that you gave just seems like, you know, even in my own mind, it's like, OK, well, there's an extreme, you know, because <laughs> when I think about meditation, sometimes that can be, quote, unquote, you know, they're scary I, and and not necessarily for me, per se. But I, I will tell you that I've I've been, I've read books. I've heard people talk It's like all of a sudden it's like, OK. When you start getting into this meditation stuff, you know, in, in the Eastern mysticism, then all of a sudden now you're da- treading in dangerous territory. But at the same time, wh- what this points back to is is if you go back and listen to what episode was it that we did um, where we talked about The Shack. I think it was episode 73, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, what I played that audio, those audio clips from Mark. Uh, driscoll and bob botsford and mark driscoll says you know have you read the shack don't and these are the reasons why because he's got this one thing wrong so discount the entire book stay away from it right and um you had bob botsford who i had never heard of before looking for stuff on the on the shack in youtube um but bob botford's uh bob botsford says um you know this is dangerous stuff and it's even more dangerous because it's gotten Christian adoption, and it's right up there with yoga, you know. And and it's like right. So you have all these extremes, and and I agree. The thing is, is it's the secular versus versus the sacred. You you've mm-hmm. got is the scriptures the only place we go for wisdom?
1: Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: You know it now is obviously. I think in my own opinion, and and I share this as my opinion. Sure. My opinion is that we can gain and harness wisdom from everything but we must test all wisdom wisdom against scripture sure that that's my own philosophy so you know for me if, if and, and again you know what is uh there are some things that don't pass judgment on your brother uh one person considers one day more holy than the other. And the other one considers right, every yeah. single day, you know, equally holy unto the Lord. Now, what would what would Mark Driscoll say about somebody who doesn't keep, you know, who isn't who doesn't hold the same theological stance on the Sabbath day principle? You know, right. So so there's some disagreement and, and the Bible tells us the New Te- Testament tells us don't pass judgment on those things. We you know what basically. You know, what is God laying on your heart? And so for me, if I think that mysticism is a stretch and I think it might be going a little too uh, far, get it,
1: yoga, a stretch.
0: Exactly.
1: Sorry. <laughs> that was <laughs> Ryan asked in the chat room, is it what's so dangerous about stretching? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the reason I said that.
0: And, and honestly, I, I know very little about yoga other than that. There was this lady that did it on PBS in the morning before the electric company in Sesame Street. Wow. When wow. I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're younger than me, so I don't expect you to remember that.
1: <laughs> no, I know those things. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, of course. The yoga lady yeah. in the morning. Yeah, well, it, did you listen to three, two,
0: one contact? Oh, three, two, one contact was awesome.
1: Contact is the moment. Yes, is the that was answer. wasn't that great. The happens. Contact. You mean me.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it. You know, this, that's what I think. I uh, and you wrote in the chat room: is it scripture? Or is it Christ?
1: Well, and and that's, I was talking about someone else that said the scripture is the only place to go for salvation, not wisdom. Um, And I'm sitting there thinking, well, wait a second. Is it, is it the scriptures that save us or is it Christ? (laughs) That's the salvation aspect. I was just giving them a hard time. and just change. Right. But, uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, going back to what we actually talked about in 73, you know, why can't God use those things uh, and and God be able to use all these different things to be able to lead people to him um, or, or, or to God or or do we, are we saying that all these things can be used to go to God? And we were talking about the differences between those at that, in that one podcast. And I've, man, I'm, I've really, I love that. I love, you know, wherever we got that. I can't remember if someone said that or, or if we came up with that, I don't know, but I've really been appreciating that terminology and the, and the slight nuance differences between those two that, um, that I really appreciate. And, but I, you know, I have a, I have a, I like, I really do think a lot of it is ignorance. A lot of people, I think are Christians especially, they hear that yoga is horrible. Don't do not do it. And and yes, there is an aspect to yoga that does provide a, a I'm not going to say a salvific understanding, but there is a, you know, you can reach nirvana kind of a thing uh, through this. Now that's taking it hardcore, you know, as, as hard as you possibly could, spirituality, hardcore stuff but i know a lot of christians that use it as an exercise you know what i'm saying it's not necessarily they don't add the spiritual aspect to it and if and it's some of them if if some of them did add the, the the spiritual aspect to it then why couldn't they add a christian spiritual aspect to it and so you know what i'm saying i don't know if that makes any sense or not but but is that wrong that's the question i would See, say is, is they, that really wrong to be able to say oh no no this has been used by people that we disagree with faith wise for you know, centuries, we don't want to do that because that's going to lead you closer to that, you know, to that religion or to whatever else. And instead of saying, "Well, why can't God transform that to be able to to glorify God and for us yeah. to be able to get closer to Christian to our Christian?" It, God?
0: It's kind of like that, you know. What what if Twitter was created by non-Christian means, you know, and and that the that the original intent of Twitter was that it would be a great way for the Jehovah's Witness Church to 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 go and propagate their 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 message into the world right. you know it's sure. like sh- because because it's twitter is as a tool has gained worldwide adoption now d- do we avoid it exactly you know it, exactly. It, it twitter in and of itself is not evil unless you listen to um the uh catalyst podcast but anyway this but seriously I, I i think that that's it i mean it, it, the other thing that comes to mind is the scripture where, uh, in the New Testament, some d- the disciples were a little bit upset. It's like, hey, d- Jesus, you know, there's some guys over there. They're not a part of who we are, and they're out preaching, you know, your name, and they're baptizing people and stuff like that. Right. But they have nothing to do with us and nothing to do with you. Right. You know, you want us to go stop? It's like, listen, you know, nobody that preaches in my name. You know, right, right. It, it, it's going. You know, and 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 that's what I see. I see too many, too often. I see Christians trying to protect God, stand up for God. And and, and okay, I, that sounded wrong because should we stand up for? We should stand up for our faith in God. Sure, yeah. But do we need? Do we need to be God's bodyguards out right, here right, in the right. world? Right. You know, is God? I mean, is God so hidden? that we feel that that God's hiding behind a rock and 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 if people are looking at the wrong in the wrong places we've got to go no that's the wrong rock come this way God's over here right. is 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 God everywhere is God reaching for people is he actively seeking the hearts of men and women in this world right. is that is that not what we understand God is there he is always seeking us he's always speaking to our hearts Yet, you know, the, the things in this world are getting in the way. And and, and we are getting in the way. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's that's what bugs me. Right. Is yeah, when yeah. when Christians sit there and, and we, you know, get up in front of an entire congregation of thousands and thousands of people and tens of thousands of people are, are watching the video on the Internet. And all of a sudden it's like, have you read this book? Don't. Stay away right. from this book that sure. doesn't agree with 100% of what we believe and teach here. Sure. And that and that becomes I think that becomes a stumbling block for right. people. And, and
1: I think that that's and, and what and what I hear from that and I think that I don't think they're doing it out of a bad heart. I no, really do think that they absolutely think not. they think that they are protecting other Christians. Yes, but what they're doing, in my opinion, is creating a bunch of ignorant Christians. Th- that's and and the reason so why, why can't th- we educate ourselves to be able to say, well, this is the reason. Not just go, don't go read it, but let's read it together and let's point out the places where it might not be agreeing with Scripture or might not be agreeing with how the church has understood the Scripture over time, and and let's actually grow from that. And that way, we're actually now we're actually educated Christians. And we've used our brains a little bit instead of just saying, "Oh, the pastor told me I can't do that."
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Holy. The the in the many of these pastors that are are protecting their congregation, they're protecting their congregation because they feel that their congregations are ignorant and they don't understand scripture, they don't understand the deeper truths. Right. And right. so they feel like, okay, well, I'm going to protect them from in you know inaccuracies. By telling right. them what not to read instead of, you know, training them and right. and helping them to think critically and 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 to to be like Bereans. And so, yeah, I I'm all yeah. about, you know, and that's the one
1: thing I love about Christianity above all the other above all the other uh, religions out there. And I'm not saying above them all. It's just this is one of the emphasis of this of Christianity Um and I think that, I think there might be one or two others that are, that would agree with this statement, but Christianity, I, the one thing I really love about Christianity is, 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 is God's basically saying, ask away. Yeah. Challenge away. You yeah. know, I want you to test the spirits. I want you to, to, to tell me, you know, if you agree or disagree with this, you know, it's not, that's the thing I love about Christianity. And that's the thing I love about the, you know, the church that I'm doing, uh, and that I'm a part of is because we are saying that that is, that is going to be an emphasis of who we are. We're going to be a place where people can have differing opinions about the Bible uh, and still be in community and still ask those questions. So we can provide places to wrestle with that and that we become educated people in the midst of it, educated Christians. Yeah. And
0: and can God handle me asking questions? That you know, that's a question. And number two, can God handle having a relationship, a real relationship with me? even though I'm ignorant on some issues and I misunderstand some issues and I don't completely have a full understanding of who he is and exactly what he's laid out in scripture. And I don't interpret it properly all the time. Right. Can God still love me and, and, and use me in, in, and and what his strength is made perfect in my weakness, even, even in the fact that, you know, but God, I don't understand everything. I don't, I, I'm not an eloquent speaker. I'm not this. All the things that Moses gave as examples of why he couldn't do what God wanted him to do.
1: Right. In the chat room, Amanda says, uh, "There's a whole lot to learn from things out there. As long as you know the truth of the scriptures, you can read things that challenge your faith." Um, in her honest opinion. And and see that and the thing is is I would say that it's okay to read things that
0: challenge your faith and then all of a sudden let that be an inspiration to go and dive into scripture sure yeah, sometimes exactly. sometimes i've been reading you know in some of the places in the old testament that you know, honestly, I just read through, and it's like, okay, this is as boring as can be, <laughs> and and it's like, man, this is. I, I'm just reading this to read this, but all of a sudden, you know, I've something that I believe and have been taught all my life has been challenged, and now I'm I'm digging into the underlying truth of why I believe what I believe, and now these stories. Come alive because right. they they have context and meaning in my life and in my thought process. Right. So I'm OK with not completely understanding all of Scripture before I go and read something else.
1: Right. And then Mary says in the, in the chat room, too, says Twilight, Harry Potter, the shack. One thing you have to remember, they're all fiction. And she's with an exclamation mark, but you know, come on! Every ounce of fiction has truth in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's based in it's based in something that we could be able to garner, to be able to start a conversation about Christ, to be able to start a conversation about community, about relationships. I mean, all of these different things have the, have in, a, in in them innately in them an opportunity to be able to have conversation and discussion and community. And I think that that's um, you know something that that why can't we be able to use those things for a starting point of conversation and discussion and relationship? Yep,
0: uh-huh. and uh, Nation uh, Jonathan's in the chat room. He says in Proverbs eighteen fifteen specifically, it says that it is good to seek wisdom. However, it does not distinguish what source to seek that wisdom. Oh yeah, and and if you think about when the when that was written, there was no New Testament, sure. you know, and, and the books hadn't all been put together, and and oh, sure. certainly all the people who were to seek wisdom did not
1: have a copy right. of oh, all yeah. those books, of you know, not, yeah.
0: so. You know where where were those people to seek wisdom?
1: Yeah, and here's Solomon who says, you know, I just want to, I just want wisdom. Yeah, Yeah. you can have anything you want. What do you want?
0: Wisdom. So so going back to the Dan Miller thing, you know, if Gandhi had some great statements, um, I think my favorite, I think it was Gandhi. um, My favorite statement from him was that it's not Christianity that I have a problem with. It's your, it's it's, uh, it's the Christians. It's not Jesus and his message that I had. Have any issues with right. take issues with? It's the Christians uh, that follow him yeah. that that I take issue with. Sure, and and I certainly know what he meant by that. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's some wisdom in that, my oh, friends. There's
1: tons of wisdom. I remember uh, one guy, you know, talking about. This is probably going to challenge a lot of people, but I remember listening to one guy up in Seattle at an off-the-map conference, and he was talking about uh, wherever he was doing ministry. And I'm not sure. I think it was in India that he was doing ministry but he said that he he believed that a jump from hinduism to islam was a closer step to christianity and he, and he so he would be he would be okay with someone going from a multi-god faith to a single god faith that would that would that would prop up the eventual understanding of who christ is and who god is and and I was that really challenged me i'm like wait a second so you're promoting <laughs> you're promoting you're promoting islam because it's a closer step to Christ because you're now going from a, you know, a polytheistic, um, you know, religion to a monotheistic religion. And he said, now I can actually be able to use that as a better bridge to Christ than I ever could with when they were Hindus and, and believed in a polytheistic religion. That was a huge challenge. Hmm. And I think a lot of Christians would say, whoa, 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 whoa. But... Is there any wisdom in that statement? I'll let you decide for yourself.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even. It's a good. It's a good to even have some thought on that one, but. Uh,
1: but it's a good. It's a good it, thought to think about.
0: Sure, uh, you know, absolutely. Let's see here. Um, I we I wanted to give you a little follow up to last week's conversation. We were talking about the creation museum, and we're not going to bring up creation and and uh you know young earth old earth stuff again right now yeah no, no but i just want to give an update uh for all of those for the purpose of all those who are listening uh the creation museum has ordered recycle bins yeah and they will be spread throughout the facility yes and how awesome is that that that, that, that a just a little podcast here in in the gspn.tv world headquarters could affect change and 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 help the the message of of uh preserving and caring for the earth and um special thanks to uh those who are in our community who yeah. are um, you know members of that that organization who had taken the message in yeah. fact um the the that podcast episode was shared among some of the staff there so last week's oh, episode it cool. was listened to and uh i just find that very cool
1: yeah definitely i um uh, i i yeah i, I think that uh we're dealing with someone who I think this is my theory. This, you know, you always have like uh what are they called? Um, you know, theories that are completely wrong, but it's a conspiracy theory. This is my conspiracy oh, theory. conspiracy. Okay. That this one individual who happens to work at the creation museum yeah. is really the head of answers in Genesis. Yes and ken ham is just you know he's just the he's just the face he's, he's just the you know I'm saying like there's like this
0: he's got the neat australian accent yeah, there's so like, they use him instead the
1: opposite of the evil genius it's like the good genius you know <laughs> sitting in his you know his corner and he's really pulling all the strings and doing all the stuff i think that's so. my conspiracy theory yeah <laughs> now we'll see if that gets passed around yeah.
0: <laughs> i don't think this episode's going anywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. So tell tell me about the theology of Starbucks. You wanted to share something?
1: Oh, no, I just, um, you know, in every, in every Starbucks coffee cup, they always uh, throw throw out this thing that's it's called the way I see it. And people can actually write in and people can give quotes and stuff like that. And they have like just tons of numbers. And if you want to do that, you can go to starbucks.com slash way I see it. Um, but uh, this is actually done by some musician. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Okay. Uh, Yusu Endor. Maybe I'll you, you tried anyway, but he says this is the way he sees it. Number 21. People need to see that far from being an obstacle, the world's diversity of languages, religions, and traditions is a great treasure affording us precious opportunities to recognize ourselves and others. Say that one more time. People need to see that far from being an obstacle, the world's diversity of language, languages, religions, and traditions is a great treasure affording us precious opportunities to recognize ourselves in others
0: recognize ourselves
1: and others in others. Mm-hmm. So basically, Hey, maybe even though we're different, we can actually see a little bit of who we are in everything and everyone. Gotcha. <clears throat> like gotcha. you get to know humanity a little bit better by seeing all the diversity that's in the midst of it. Exactly. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of cool. Very cool. And it talks definitely about what we're talking about.
0: Yes, it does. Right Absolutely. All right. You want to, yeah, let's move on to the printed one here. This okay. is uh from Ryan Lewis And he writes, Dear Cliff and DG, I thought an email might be the best way to contact you guys since the voicemail I left sounded like I was yelling into a garbage disposal episode 72.
1: I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one
0: too. All right. My name is Ryan Lewis. I'm 25 and live in Dayton, Ohio. Hey, he's right up the road from us.
1: That's Uh, funny. Dayton doesn't have too much, too many garbage disposals. It's weird. I'm just joking. Whatever. Totally
0: joking. Oh, my gosh. I gave my life to the Lord in 2006, so I guess you could say I'm a new believer. Quote, although, new believer. Quote, unquote, new believer, although I can't stand that term as it implies ignorance. Uh, let's see here. I'm a new And he says I'm growing up. Okay. In my biggest problem with Christianity, let's see. My biggest problem with Christianity was and still is Christians. I <laughs> refer to myself as a follower of Christ, not as a Christian. I do this mainly to spark conversation and because the negative connotations involved with being called a Christian. All that being said, here is my question. And before we do that, I want to just say that I have the same thing. I mean, I'm not as dogmatic about it as I used to be. I used to avoid the term Christian. You know, somebody says, oh, "Oh my gosh, you're a Christian. It's like, no, I'm not Christian. (laughs) No, I'm not. Uh, Tell me what you think a Christian is. Yeah, you know what? You're going to say that
1: three times and this rooster's going to crow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <Just joking.
1: laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> y- y- y-
0: define christian and i'll tell you if i'm one of those yeah because <laughs> and wait, wait sorry so, so but yeah if you go to if you go to facebook and go to my pro- profile religious views it says i follow christ I, that, that's all it says i follow christ cool so um but yeah i totally get what you're saying and 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 i think we all understand that uh that being said here's my question: uh, if let's see if denomination in the church is that if denomination in the church go against what christ wanted why do you believe that they are so prevalent and thriving in the world today
1: so denominations why why are there so many denominations if that's not what christ would have wanted
0: oh okay yeah. uh well I, first of all um he goes he looks at verses like this and before we look at the verse i'd like to ask the question real quick dg did christ expect us to all feel and and believe the same thing and 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 everything it
1: i you know i don't know if that's an expectation honestly um i know that you know here's a man i mean well, i don't know this is logic gets in the way here for me because okay. because here's a man who's lived his life on this earth dies resurrects ascends into heaven and he and, and it's just it makes common sense to me that Everyone would see this and experience this and everyone would have a different experience because yes. we're different people. So we have, you know, I have, um, I have a wife, but I don't have a kid. So when, when, when you see things like, uh, you know, uh, see the death of Christ, knowing that's the only son of God, that's the only child. You know, I'm, I, I can't comprehend that as much as I could as if I was a father with, with a child. Right. Right. And so people with kids, I think, have a, a little bit better or a different or unique understanding of what it means by when we say that, that his only begotten son died on the cross and, and God the Father allowed that to occur. And so, you know, what does that mean and how does that work? But anyway, if we all saw an accident on the, on the street and we were on, on four different corners of the, of the, of the intersection, I would see something different than you would because you're from a different viewpoint. That's that's right. where you're at. And so it would make sense that you would have a bunch of people with a different with different understandings of what Christ meant and what Christ said and things like that. So but here's the thing and I don't know if about, about Christ would want it, but as soon as Martin Luther puts the thesis on the door and he says sola scriptura is where we find our authority, it's not necessarily in a pope, on the spot you're going to have billions of denominations are created. Yeah, because now everyone's saying, "Okay, well, if Scripture is going to be the end-all, be-all, then then when and the you church read isn't text,
0: interpreting it for us,
1: exactly, and and everyone else is reading this, then guess what? You're going to get you're going to get a ton of denominations, and uh, and so you know that's I think that's honestly what has happened. Now, when Christ returns and this world has been renewed, and we have a, a renewed earth and a renewed heaven, uh, are we all going to be in one huge? honking thing called Christianity. Yeah. I, I believe that now, are we going to have different flavors of Christianity in heaven? I don't know. Uh, I probably won't even care at that point in time. (laughs) Right. But, um, but I just, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, I think that that's, I think that's the main reason we have a bunch of denominations today. Um, is, is because of, because of solid scripture. Well, which is so ironic, you know, we're like scripture and only scripture. Oh wait, there's 15 different ways (laughs) Of reading this one one word, yes, um, then then splits are just going all over the place. You know? so
0: so here's here's my thing is the the church is not an organization, and the church is not a denomination. The church is made up of the people who follow Christ, right?
1: Ideally, yes, I mean,
0: so so in essence, I believe we still have one universal, or even if you want to use the word Catholic because that's what it means, right Universal. we yeah. still have one universal church. I mean, okay. you, you still have. You know, DG, you and I are from different denominations. Sure, You and I certainly have some different beliefs about even some very key text in Scripture. Sure. But you and I agree with one another that we are brothers in Christ, that we serve the same God. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, you and I are a part of the same church, are we not?
1: Yes, I I believe that, yes.
0: I believe that my friend uh, Richard in England, who uh, attends a completely different style church than what Mm -hmm. we do— he is, in he is a part of the same church. Exactly. So I think what Christ came to do is he came to establish the church, and I think that it has been established, and and I think that that w- there is I, I think that there is greater unity in the church than we give it credit for. Right, or should be, or or in should cases, be, yeah. But but I, I, but I have the more I am less cynical about, and, and the, the less I focus on the non essential things. Right. And the and the more I focus on the essential things and the and the more I say in my own heart, listen, I'm not going to judge for people for things that, you know what, that's God's thing to judge. Sure. And I'm going to love people and find things of commonality and see, you know, meet each other on the common ground. Like there were a lot of people that were really amazed at episode 72 or what episode is this? 75. There are people who listened to episode seventy four. They were amazed that you and I could have a conversation about young Earth, old Earth, creation, literal, non-literal, right, sure, without a, without arguing and and being angry with one another. Oh, really? Did you get it, like feedback? Th- there, I've heard that, yeah. Huh. And it's like I, I was I was I was shocked. I am like,
1: why? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we
0: are part of the church, and so my feeling is that
1: well, sadly, I think it's been ingrained. I think mm-hmm. it's been ingrained into Christians primarily uh, that you know. <laughs> That, oh, we're we're part of I – remember, I remember back in high school, we were trying to uh, invite people to go to the Christian Athletes. Isn't that what's uh, – uh, what is it called? I guess
0: – Young Christian Athletes or something? Yeah, Christian yeah. Athletes.
1: I can't remember what it was. And, and here's the and, – and it was cracking me up because I was like, dude, you should come to the Christian Athletes in action or whatever else. And, uh, and the guy was like, no, I can't. And I said, well, why? Why can you not do that? Keep going. Okay. It just says we're – yeah, <laughs> I know. in the chat room. Anyway, um, we just lost video for those who are listening to the podcast right now. Um, but the thing was, is I was just in there thinking, well, this is this is you should come to this, and the guy's like, well, I can't come to that, and I said, why? And he goes, because uh, I'm Catholic, and I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, we're all Christians. It's for it's for anyone who believes in Christ. Yeah, that's an athlete, and he was like, really? We we can do that? And I was like, oh my gosh, you know? And it has gotten to the point in some cases. And I do think this is primarily happening um, between Protestantism and Roman Catholicism. In some cases, um, like you, man, you go to some um, you go to some South American countries, uh-huh. and if I say I'm Protestant, then then me and Satan are in line. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't even validate the fact that I might actually be a believer in Christ because I'm not Roman Catholic, right? And uh, you know, it's stuff like that that's just sad. It's just so so sad,
0: right? I, I apologize. I was listening to you, and, and I agree. No, and, no, and, and and that's you know there you know I went to a Catholic school uh, for what was it, eight years I think. It sec, let's see, first grade all the way through seventh grade, so seven years. So I went to a Catholic school for seven years of my life right. as a non-Catholic. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was tough for me to sit there and, and watch people go through their confirmation, their first communion, sure. um, to go into uh, confession uh, and me not allowed to to take that. that, And then, of course, to to take the Eucharist and, and, you know, to share, you know, do this in remembrance of me. I was never allowed to do that. And and I'll be honest with you, I resented that a lot. Yeah. And and so I'm, a, you know, there there are some things. But I've I've overcome that. You know, yeah. I, as a Christian I've overcome that and and now some of my closer friends are Catholics. In fact, uh, I love Father Roderick um, over in the Netherlands. He's a great friend of mine and I listen to his podcast on a, on a daily basis. I I love hearing him talk about his faith and share and, and defend his faith. Now I don't agree with everything he says. Sure, of course. But I love and respect and honor that man to enough to hear him out because I know that he I know that I believe that he and I are part of the same church. Right. And I happen to believe that he believes that he and I are part of the same church. Right, exactly. And and I now I'll be honest with you, I I at, in early on in my relationship with with Father Roderick and and several other Christ, uh, Catholic podcasters, I had concerns of whether or not they considered me as a Protestant as right. a brother in Christ. But it became very clear over the course of a couple months that Greg and Jennifer, uh, you ha- uh, Willits over, at, well, they're at the Catholics next door now, but uh, with, um, oh, gosh, uh, Paul Camerata over at the St. Cast and Father Roderick, it, all of them, I, I have no doubt that they considered me to be a brother in Christ with mm-hmm. them. and And so, yeah. Yep. Anyway, with that yeah. question, he says, um, he goes, I look at verses like 1 Corinthians 1, 11 through 13. Will you read that? It
1: says, my brother, some, of, some from Cleo's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another says I follow Apollos. Another says, I follow uh, Cephas. Another one says, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? <laughs> And that's just 11 through 13. Right. So. And then, it, and then Paul's basically it, saying, Hey, it's, you should not be a follower of me. You should be a follower of Christ. And he's, and he's cutting that. He's saying, Hey, let me clarify that for you. Yeah. That, that this is, Christ is not just another, a prophet out there. Not just another, he is the one that you should be following the entire time.
0: So, so, so in modern day terminology, you know, some of you are saying, I followed Wesley. I right. follow Calvin. I follow Luther. Uh, right. You know, and, and and so I I can see how, how this applies. So going back to Ryan's email, he says, Christ is not divided, yet we are. We wonder why the modern world doesn't take us seriously, even though we can't see the forest from the trees and stop bickering among ourselves. I'm going to quote uh, quote some from a man calling himself a P- prophet Martin Young. Uh, Google Christ against domin- denominations. Anyway... um. You want to read that one for us, DG? Sure.
1: <laughs> I'll do it. Dude, I'm scared of anyone who, who has self-proclaimed themselves yeah. as a prophet. <laughs> right. Anyway, it says, all my life I've heard the question asked of me, what church do you belong to? What I was really being asked was, what denomination do you belong to? What seems like an innocent question was really the person's way of trying to pigeonhole me into what denominational group I was a member of. Once that question was established, the person could immediately begin to make their judgment, judgmental determination of me. Uh, is he one of us or one of them, in quotes? Make no mistake about it. We are not judged on our being a born-again believer in Jesus Christ and thus being a full-fledged member of a body of a Christ. We are judged by what denomination that we hail from and that every piece of information or misinformation that the person knows about the particular denomination is brought to mind and you and I are judged according to these qualifications or disqualifications. What is the definition of the church? And uh, And then this guy basically gives his definition of the church is a person or a group of people who have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, believed its message and have repented of their sins and asked Jesus to become their Lord and savior. Their past sins have been forgiven and they have begun a new life in Christ Jesus. And now this is back to Ryan. He says, I know that this email is a little wordy, and I didn't mean to intend it to be, but thank you gentlemen for your time. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. And he says, long live Twitter, long live
0: Twitter. And his he name is in all caps. And
1: we'll give it to, we'll give it to him. Twitter.com slash Ryan Lewis, R-Y-A-N-L-E-W-I-S. If you want to follow him.
0: Somewhere. Absolutely. So, so here's the, here's the thing. I, I, I first of all, I want to, I want to confirm what you've said. I, anybody who considers themselves to be a prophet, <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that concerns me.
1: Although I do consider myself a saint. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> biblical. You're good. No, I mean, probably biblical too, but I just you know you rarely heard it, hear it. But but going back to the topic that we were saying is basically just saying you know we do intend to judge people by by denominations. I I actually have well, this is within denominations. Uh, so if I'm a, if I'm in a group of United Methodist clergy, the usually the question eventually arises with what seminary did you go to? Yeah, <laughs> and so then they're like, oh okay, now I know where you're coming from because you went to that liberal or you went to that conservative seminary. Blah blah blah. blah. And uh, heaven forbid that seminaries actually change over time mm-hmm. and they get different professors and they get, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it cracks me up uh, because Asbury used to be like this super ultra conservative seminary, but they got an academic dean in there and basically said, you know what? We are going to still produce good pastors, but we're also going to produce educated pastors. <laughs> okay. And so he started requiring, hey, you've got to have Greek and you've got to <laughs> have Hebrew. you, you
0: got to love a statement like that from somebody who, yeah. who comes on because before today we only produced good pastors not so much on the educated ones yeah exactly
1: yeah and so you know when he came in and then so when that happened then he actually upped the academia of of the seminary and and he didn't lower any of being a pastor like you know uh i don't know all the pastorally kind of duties like um more than just preaching but you know like visiting and visitation and counseling and stuff like that but uh but and they used to be known as like a super ultra conservative. But when you add academia to it, now you're basically just saying, hey, here are a whole different points of view when it comes to incarnation, uh, and and you know this is this is what we want you to write a paper on these kinds of things and stuff like that. So I don't know, and so it's I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a lot more moderate than what it used to be, but. You know, if I talk to an 80 year old guy and I'd say I went to seminary at Asbury, then dudes already formed an opinion. And he's either completely for me or he's like, wait a second, who is this guy? (laughs) But so, I mean, it's not only just between denominations, it's between inside of denominations, you know, and and then and then, of course, it goes to, okay, well, where are you standing on the homosexual issue? Yeah, that's going to be that's how I'm going to determine who you are. And he's saying that there is a lot of judgment calls that are being made in the midst of that. And what we should be doing is actually realizing that we're actually a part of the same body of Christ. That's um,
0: that's my big thing. And and, and I want to encourage Ryan uh, to, you know, if you're listening to us still, which I'm sure you are. But, um, it, you know, the thing is, is is I get I get exactly where you're coming from. And I I used to have matter of fact, go back into the archives of the show and check out. Um, Hold on. I, I, I want to pull it up so I can tell you real quick about the church Uh, to do episodes 14 through 18 of this show. um, It was, it's a five part series titled why I hate the church. Oh, why I hate the church. And, and I was, I, it was a very deep, Moment in my life, in my Christianity, after being a Christian, after, uh, for many years, after being involved in ministry uh, for many years, and just really being fed up with much of exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, since I kind of let go of the judging of the Christian church. Right. And instead of judging the organization and, and becoming more fully involved in the community and the family of the church. Right. I've let a lot of things roll off that I never would have before like i I go to my Sunday I, and and I know I have some friends of mine from our church watermark community church that listen to this and and you know you guys love me even though I'm gonna say something you might not you might not agree with or like that I say but my church still has this philosophy that the best way to invite people, to experience God that first step would be to come and and have an experience on Sunday morning. Right. You know, yep. the, the, I, I completely disagree with that. I, I do not like inviting people to church to worship a God. They, ha- they yet do not. Now yep. I believe there's a value in the fact that when somebody walks into a place of worship, that it should be in such a way that people, they, they obviously see the intensity and the love and the devotion that these people have for this this living God that they walk into the presence and says, wow, surely the presence of God is real, you know, and, and they, they drop down and and worship God, but that's not always the case in church, you know, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's quite boring and sometimes it's kind of weird when people are raising their hands and, and gosh, when I went to a Pentecostal church, when people are, you know, throwing their hankies in the air, running up and down, screaming like, you know, you know, uh, American Indians doing a dance or something. I mean just yeah. people passing out and people slapping each other side the head. I mean bringing people to the church to experience God for the
1: first time sometimes isn't the best experience. We're like is this the Three Stooges church? Like that dude just went what what what
0: what? Yeah. yeah I mean, but so slapping each
1: other. <laughs> so <laughs> they do. I've seen whoosh. be healed. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what you're talking. I thought yeah. you were like in the pew, like turning to each other. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about. Oh, what was i I'm talking about. You it in the front slain of the spirit. Class. Get slain already.
0: Yeah, it's slain in the spirit. <laughs> Which I'm. I'm not. I will again. knock you out in the spirit. You know what? And and, and please don't be offended. I, I I love my Pentecostal charismatic friends as much as I do anybody else. And and I, you know, there. Be honest with you. I sometimes experience that that. Oh my gosh, I really sense the the intense devotion. In such a way that just that really does bring an a, a special feeling of the presence of God sure, sure, sure. In, in, in a way that I don't experience in a lot of other places so there's a lot to be said for the charismatic church that that really does draw an appeal to me so please don't be offended by that
1: are you going to go to this last email
0: um actually no we'll just put it off for okay next week.
1: okay that's cool yeah because it's a little bit of a long email. yeah
0: yeah but anyway I, I just want to say we're all let, let's stop complaining you know I, I quit I quit looking and judging every decision my church makes. Yeah. My my the church that I belong to, the organization, it it is it it is a man it it is written it is put together by men, imperfect people and women, imperfect people. And and it is an organization where imperfect people are making decisions on a daily basis. Where there is not complete 100% full understanding of the desire of God for every decision that's being made. right? And when I can can understand the fact that I certainly make a lot of wrong decisions on a daily basis, whether it has to do with faith or not, then I understand it's like, listen, I need grace. And so do the yeah. people. That, and and so, you know what, let's extend one another grace and let's understand. I, I think it's okay to hate the church with a lowercase c. Yeah, but I think it's important for us to be a part of the church, and and and, and and that what I'm talking about is that family, the thing that Christ came right. to, to bring to the earth, and I believe that He was successful. I believe that He was successful, and and I yeah. love all of you guys out there who follow Christ, and and those of you who don't follow guy, Christ, guess what? I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really do, and and you I used deal to deal with that love, people. Listen, I used to not. And I've, yeah. I've confessed that yeah. before. I used to not love people who did not love Christ. Yeah. And yeah. and I've gotten over that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Noodle says, group hug, group hug. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, There is, in, in June this year, literally between 1,500 and 2,000 United Methodists are going to descend upon the conference, Northern Kentucky Conference Center. We're having our annual conference in Northern Kentucky for the first time ever. And which basically means representatives from all over the state of Kentucky are actually going to come to this one place Make decisions, do some worship, do all kinds of cool stuff uh, and some boring stuff. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> but uh, but I'm I'm actually the chair of the conference evangelism team. So for the entire conference, it's my job to be able to help local churches with understanding evangelism. And finally, I actually got the committee to be able to realize that we suck at evangelism. <laughs> yeah. And so what we're doing at this annual conference is we're basically, what I did is I created, or not I, but what we decided to do as a group was we're going to have a little tip chart that are going to go into everyone's name tag that starts at 20%. (laughs) Like you can't give less than 20% tip. And on the other side, you're not basically going to have to go up there and tell them and say, listen, hey, we think that Christians have forgotten what it looks like to have a relationship with people. So we're going to have a small training event the whole time you're here find two people you don't know that are a part of the annual conference and bless them. And it it might be something as simple as a smile, but you need to stop looking at everything through your eyes and start looking at the world through God's. That's the very first step about loving somebody. Dear God, heaven forbid, actually leaving them to Christ. Maybe we need to actually just learning to love each other. Yeah. And I think that's a huge aspect.
0: The biggest thing that I ever learned came from somebody who's a little bit uh, quite, well, quite a bit more liberal than I am. And I, and I will give him credit for bringing some, oh, you're some godly wisdom. <laughs> and that was, it was, it was, um, Oh, Donald Miller. Oh yeah. Another yeah. D Miller yeah who wrote a book. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's like, listen, people, people could care less what you have to say. They don't know. They don't care how much, you know, unless they know for a fact that you like them. Yeah. And, and that tore me up because I, when I realized I didn't like people, I am yeah. like, I am nowhere near the follower of Christ that I need right. to be. And the sad
1: thing is, is I think some as a Christians, great Christian, right? And I think some Christians have, the understanding that I'm going to go. I have to go. I have to go know them just for the sole fact that they, that they will be converted to Christianity. No, that's not what Christ said. Christ said, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, if you if you just lived your life with loving others, yeah, the whole Christianity thing would happen. Yeah, and going back to
0: like I said, even in my own church, they they had this big thing last year, and and I just was not a fan of it. It was called the, Who Who Are Your Eight and Oh yeah. Eight. Yeah, yeah, and it's like here's a card, put eight people's names on it, keep it in your wallet, and these are your eight and oh eight, and these are the people you're gonna pray for for that opportunity where you might finally be able to introduce them to a relationship of Christ. I'm like. What? Eight? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Eight? Why yeah. not everybody? I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pray that God will will lead me and guide me and help me to be sensitive to the movement of the Holy Spirit in the way that if He decides that I need to say something and speak up and share some truth of of Scripture or whatever it is God wants me to lay to, to express to serve, why do I let Him be the author of that? Yeah, and let it just happen and flow naturally sure. as a result of my relationship in my uh, with God.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna love people, man. That's it. And and but see, live. the thing Come is, is
0: down. now, I'm I. The fact is, is that I didn't. I never. I never confronted the church. I think you need to stop the eight no eight campaign. I think it is unbiblical. Right, sure, sure, sure. You know, is I just let it roll. You know, yeah, yeah. Except I mention it here every now and then and and stuff like that. But but <laughs> I mean, but in a respectful way. Sure, I love my church. Yeah. Even even though I hate some things about church, I love my church and I love the people. So
1: Yep. Well that's thanks to everyone so much for listening. Hey, if you uh, would like to help out the person that's sponsoring us, we want you to pray for a church that's other than your own. It's gonna force you to be able to realize that there is we're part of a larger body of Christ. And uh, so, please do that for the person that's uh, actually sponsoring the Baptist Church Podcast. Yeah, great. He,
0: he made a one-time donation last year of, of a very good sum, and said, "Hey, just I want you to do this. Just yeah. remind people to pray for other and things."
1: Please send us voicemails eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Send us emails to feedback at gspn tv and please consider being a plus member it's honestly the way that cliff actually feeds his family that's right but it's also a great way to be able to support the community that's here too as well
0: and so. you can do that over at gspn.tv plus follow us on twitter long live twitter
1: praxispodcast.com is the other podcast i do yep one of the other ones
0: <laughs> and and you can find uh dg on twitter at argon52 a-r-g-o-n-5-2 and i on twitter.com slash gspn yep all right thanks thanks y'all Bye. Bye-bye.